Anchornauts, it is Thursday night and I am so happy you made it. My name is Greg. This is The Dipstick. This is where we talk about any and everything. I'll be your host. My name is Greg. Tonight's show, we're covering a lot. Michelin stars in Singapore. There's a restaurant there that just gave them back. We're going to get into that a little bit. As well, I've been trying to avoid this Harvey Weinstein thing. I think it's gross and it's unfortunate, but I, I just have to say something about it. So that will be in tonight's show as well. Richard Branson from Virgin is investing in Elon Musk's Hyperloop One. That is a big deal. We're going to discuss that. And then one more thing. It's Roger Goodell's wife. Or to some of you, better known as Joan Smith. Fake Twitter account. She was trolling the media. Amazing story. That is tonight's show. So without further ado, let's, let's get into it. Has anyone ever met Joan Smith? Joan Smith created a Twitter account back in 2014 and intermittently tweeted about things, usually railing in support of Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. Now, it's not uncommon to support people on Twitter or to be a troll on Twitter and for people to you know, say their opinions, whether they're right or whether they're wrong or offensive or just straightforward. But this account was interesting. To me, it was interesting for a few reasons. Joan Smith is the most unoriginal fake name in the world. And two, people dug into it, and Joan Smith was actually Roger Goodell's wife. Roger Goodell's wife was on Twitter defending him to different media outlets, telling them what she thought and why they were wrong and why they should leave Roger alone, and trying to give, I don't know, her two cents worth on the topics. Now, truth be told, I do not like Roger Goodell. I think he's kind of a, I think he's incompetent at his job. They call it the no funding for a lot of reasons. I don't think he represents the league or the players very well. I know that's not his job. His job is to represent the owners. Whatever. The NFL, to me, is not as good as it could be, and it's great. When we think about all the four major sports in North America and soon to be five with MLS, the NFL is far and away the king and queen, the royalty of all those things, and it could be so much better with a few league changes and just some competence in the front office. Anyway, that's a side thought, but I love the fact that his wife created a Twitter account to troll people because one, that's true love, right? Don't tell me that you would not create a Twitter account to troll people that were affecting your significant other, or you just do it you know, without a Twitter account because that's what normal people would do, with the exception of Kevin Durant, uh, because, you know, well, we talked about that already. Crazy story coming out of Singapore. Now, Singapore, I've never been there, but it's known for a lot of things. It's known for strict rules, it's also known for being very high-end and expensive to visit because that's just what happens there. Now, in my research, there's actually a lot of really good food outlets in Singapore, none of which I've tried. But there was kind of an interesting scenario that just happened with the number two rated restaurant in Singapore. It already received two Michelin stars, and it was working toward its third, and everyone expected it to be coming right away, and it shut down. Yeah, it was number two. It wasn't number one. It it shut down. It gave the stars back and said, actually, we're closing our doors in 2018. The, the restaurant's name is Restaurant Andre, and people are devastated by it because apparently it made some amazing food, and people were just kind of sideswiped by it. Now, interesting story about Michelin stars. Michelin star, you think about the tire company? And yeah, that, it is, it's the Michelin tire company gives away these dining stars. So I guess back in the day, 
Michelin was trying to figure out a way to get people to use their cars more so that they could sell more tires, right? If you use your car more and you drive more, you're going to need new tires more often. So they created this food guide of the best restaurants around a certain region so people would travel to these places in their cars and use their tires and then buy more. And then, you know, fast forward 50 years, lo and behold, the Michelin star is the most sought after award in culinary foods all over the planet. I think Canada might have one Michelin star. We might not even have any Michelin stars. It's that rare of a feat. And if you get one, you have arrived. So for this guy, this restaurant, the chef to say, you know what? I'm giving these back. I don't want them and we're shutting down. That's insane. But the reason he's doing it is kind of interesting too because he kind of wants to explore his culture and take more time for himself and just kind of slow his life down. It sounds like he's kind of having a life crisis and if you know in our context if a famous actor was to shut it down at the top of his career if ryan Gosling was to say you know what i'm out of here i'm shutting this down i can't do it anymore we would all kind of take a second guess because i feel like a lot of us admire these people that have accomplished so much in such a short time in their life and for them to be at the top of the high life and say you know what i i just i can't really deal with this right now and i think that there might be something more fulfilling for me to do wow how about that for perspective We've covered Hyperloop 1 on the show before. Hyperloop is Elon Musk's brainchild of what if we could create super high, fast land travel in vacuum tubes that travel at like 600, 700, 800 kilometers an hour to move us around the country way faster than cars, way safer. And obviously, if you've been on a train before, train travel rules. And much like Musk's rocket idea, this would change the game. Now, here in Canada where I live, the one of my favorite cities is about eight hours away. Eight-hour drive for me to go to the next largest city is about a million-plus people. If I could do that trip without going into a plane and just kind of felt normal from downtown to downtown in an hour or less, that would change how I live my life because I could go visit my family for the weekend or even for supper and be back in time to go to bed in my same bed without the, the drama and the tension of flying in a plane. It would change everything. Now, why today is cool is because the name is officially changed. The name is now Virgin Hyperloop One. Virgin ring a bell? Yes, Sir Richard Branson, Virgin Enterprises, has invested heavily in Hyperloop One, $85 million, and he's now on the board of Hyperloop One, which gets me really excited because for a while there, Hyperloop was this weird idea of like, maybe we can make this happen. Wouldn't it be nice if, and now I've got another billionaire entrepreneur saying, hey, we're actually going to make this happen, and I'm going to sit on the board to make sure that this happens. And I trust Sir Richard Branson, and I trust Elon Musk because both of them are wildcats and do wild things. If you've ever been a part of the Virgin Life, the Virgin Services and their experience, they're different and they do things different and I love that. And this approach, this project needs people who are willing to think different, no, not Nike, but people who are willing to forego the negativity and say, you know what, we are going to make this happen. So to have two geniuses on board to say, you know what, we're going to push this through gets me excited that maybe one day my kids will get to live in a world with Hyperloop. And I say my kids because I live in almost rural Saskatchewan, Canada, like the very middle of Canada, and I cannot see us adapting to get Hyperloop anytime soon because you know what, guys? We don't even have credit card parking meters yet. We still have coin meters, and so it's either I move and get Hyperloop or, oh, man, we got to figure some things out. 
All right, so Harvey Weinstein is a thing, and I guess he's been a thing for a long time, though. I had no idea who the guy was. I remember seeing the name Weinstein with movies, and I might even be pronouncing that wrong, in Miramax Films. And so I'm starting to see these articles all over the place. Well, this guy is just a perennial dirtbag and demeans women and does horrible things and uses power to coerce them to do what he wants. And it's, it's almost hard not to get numb to these stories. Because you hear them all the time. But this one's a big one because this guy had a lot of power. Power in Hollywood, power in politics, and power over people that we look up to. And I spent up last night reading and doing some research for this take, and I found that he abused and pressured tons of women, many of whom which we know and would expect think people to respect them. And this is, this is the weird thing. This guy did the same trick to women for 20-plus years, and people knew about it. And people knew about it and said nothing. Even the media said nothing. There are stories about this guy throwing media down the stairs and beating them up and threatening them, saying, listen, I'll bury you. And if someone stands up to him, he buries them in the media because he's got the contacts. And how powerless and helpless you would have to feel to be up against this kind of guy. So there's a lot of people that are watching this story saying, wow, this guy needs to fall. And then you get the typical rhetoric of, Oh, this is terrible, which it is, and wow, we all need to change collectively. And it's, it's, it's hard for me to hear this because we're not changing collectively. We have to change individually first if we're going to make a change. I need to worry about myself if I'm going to make an impact on this and stop worrying about what other people think and start to stick to my guns and protect my values. Like some of those strong and courageous women have done in the stories that you hear where they rejected Harry and said, get Ben, I don't care if this costs me my career because I am not about this. And this is something that I think a lot of us struggle with is this idea of worrying about what other people think and what other people can do for us in the future. And actually, I look to this is going to be weird. I heard a really interesting story about Ryan Gosling in this sort of thing. Now, Ryan Gosling, I think he's great, and a lot of people think he's great. Yeah, he's easy to look at, but he's actually a good guy. I heard this story once where he was walking his bike across this, this place. I'm sure it was New York City, and someone else was riding their bike, and this was against the rules. And Ryan like, straight up told the guy, hey, get off your bike. It's against the rules, and he kind of said, you know, like, screw you, man. I'm going to ride my bike. Who cares? And Ryan, sticking to his values and his guns, ran up to the guy, held his bike, and said, get off your damn bike. It's against the rules. You could hurt someone. And it's that kind of tenacity and passion and pride for the things that he actually believes that I respect. Now, are people going to be upset about that and say, oh, Ryan, like, you, you know, you're a D-bag. Who cares about this rule? Yeah, but I don't think he actually cares what other people think about them. He is going to do what he believes is right for the betterment of himself and those around him. And if we all could adopt that kind of perspective and say, listen, we don't need to worry about what anyone else thinks about us, but we need to worry about ourselves and honoring ourselves and honoring those around us, then I think we might start to see a change. We may start to see a change. So there's always hope. It starts with us. It starts with us individually. Let's commit to do it because I'm so tired of reading these stories. And there's more and more every day and oh, it's exhausting and it's so, so hard to hear. We're getting there, Anchor, one day at a time. My name's Greg. This is The Dipstick. You know the drill. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here, and for that, I am incredibly thankful. Thank you for listening for tonight's show. If you have any questions, comments, please call in. I would love to dialogue with some of this stuff with you. What do you want to hear about? This is a wide-open thing. We talk about any and everything. So if it's on your mind, leave a message, call in, let's share it. If you have a comment, let's do that. I'm having a lot of fun, so I hope you are too. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow night. Toodle, everyone. Have a good night.